Hi guys, and welcome to the eighth podcast of um, Africa Sports Unified. Um, firstly, just want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Bonani. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bonani in any other language. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed 2018 and that, you know, this year you got your plans set and all that jazz. But um, yeah, thanks again for tuning in, guys. And today I'm here with, again, Ari and Paul. Hello. Um, yeah, New Year, new beginnings and all that. Um, but yeah, just before... We actually get into today's topic and all that. Just a few um, housekeeping rules. Well, not rules, but just a few things we want to let you guys be aware about. So firstly, so we're trying to do things properly now, yeah. So subscribe to our website and to the podcast if you haven't already. Our social handles, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. All of that. All of it. All at AS Unified. Yeah, so check us out. If you want to engage with us with um, comments or feedback on the podcast, again, we'd love to hear from you. Just use the hashtag ASU on Twitter and LinkedIn or send us an email. Yeah, or just reach, us, reach out to us on social media. Share it also. Yeah, please share, like, um, collaborate. And lastly as well, um, we are going to be doing an event in March, March 7th, March the date. Unfortunately, it's going to be in London, so for you guys, um, obviously, unless you've got the cash to fly in, feel free to, you know. More than welcome. <laughs> but um, we're going to be launching the uh, first UK-African Sports Business Summit, March the 7th, um, in London at the Sports Business Centre. So it's going to be a great event. It's going to be a nice introduction and insightful event into the opportunities that exist um, in sports business on the continent, on the African continent. So again, stay tuned. Um Subscribe to the website to know more for your newsletters and stuff like that. But yeah, it's going to be a good event. It's going to be the first of many. So hope you guys um, are looking forward to that. But yeah, to get into the podcast now. So I know it's a new year, new beginnings and things like that. But at the back end of 2018, a few things happened. So we'll be touching on one of those, which is the racism that occurred in sports. Cool. So to start off with, there were a few incidences that I mentioned. One of them was um, when Chelsea beat Man City was it 2-1 at Stamford Bridge. And Raheem Sterling was subject to some abuse for some fans. Um, another one that happened towards the end of December was in Italy. <laughs> um, between Koulibaly, yeah. Um, with um, Koulibaly, the uh, Senegalese defender for Napoli, when they played Inter Milan, he was subject to racial chants and abuse throughout the game. And also in the North London derby, I think that was in December or November mm. in 2018. But yeah, when he scored, how many goals did he score that game? One or two? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think he scored two goals. Yeah, I think he scored two anyway. But one of the goals, after his celebration, one of the uh, Spurs fans threw a, a banana um, on the field towards, in, towards him, Thank towards his know. direction. So yeah, I just thought it would be a good place to talk about it. It's topical as well, and it's engaging. So straight in, guys. I mean, we know we know racism exists and all that stuff, but um, a lot was said as well about the media's input yeah. into this whole narrative about how they describe you know black players or players of different um, ethnicities compared to maybe your white players. And obviously, Raheem Sterling posted something on Instagram about. Um, two stories were choose by a, I think it's a Daily Mail over here in the UK, yep, yep. about two Man City players who both bought mansions for their mothers, but it was just um, portrayed very portrayed differently. Very differently. Yeah. But yeah, guys, what, what's your what's your thoughts? What's your opinions on that? <coughs> um, <laughs> I think well, Raheem Sterling, he he basically sparked massive conversation because he you know he brought it to everybody's attention. Everyone had seen it before, actually. Mm. But I think it was quite brave of him to post it himself and yeah. bring more awareness to it yeah. and that sparked huge conversation into how you know black players are are portrayed and I think basically what we learned from the the following week or so was that there, there was an issue here yeah um you know some ex-footballers spoke out Gary Neville spoke out about yeah. a situation Carragher people, spoke yeah. out about a situation and so th- there is a problem um there was a, I forget his name, but there was a guy on the Sunday Supplement Show who who basically oh, oh, said um, Rodney Rodney Hines. Uh, Rodney no, Hines? no, it was a white guy actually. It was a white guy on there who basically said actually uh, the UK 
white middle-aged men have a problem with young black boys. He, yeah, he, he yeah, said it true. plain and simple. And um, so that was, again, it, it was very interesting. And I think we, we've mentioned two incidents in particular here, uh, the Raheem Sterling and the Kaludu Kulabali incident. Um, racism is racism, but mm. I think uh, the the incidents are kind of reflective of different societies. Yeah. Um, in Italy, when the racist abuse tends to happen what you'll find is it's massive groups doing it um in england you wouldn't hear massive i don't think you'd hear massive groups or a whole section of fans racially abusing a player it's racism but they kind of take shape in different forms and are a symptom of different different uh issues i would say so in, in italy i think it's definitely more of a societal thing um i think it's it's almost okay to be racist there in your groups um here, it's not okay to be to be known as racist. You kind of want to be snide about it, if mm. you like. You can only really get away with it at a football match. You couldn't really get away with it outside of football, but in Italy, I think you can. And in Italy, it's been happening for years. Ten years ago, I, I did an essay on racism in Italy mm. and in Spain, actually, and it's literally the same thing really? that, that's happening. Yeah, so yeah. That's happening now, rather. So it's not, it's not a surprise. How to stop it, I think the authorities have to do something. I think the Italian FA basically said Inter will play two games yeah, behind closed doors. Um, here in the UK with the Chelsea incident and the Spurs incident also, I don't think there's... Been... I think those fans got banned or... Yeah, the fans will get banned, but again, you can see how the club is being punished as yeah. opposed to individuals because, again, yeah. it's a much bigger problem with society, I think, in particular fans as opposed to one or two or three or four individuals that you see here. That's true. That's kind of my input on it. What's your thoughts? Um, In regards to the UK, um, I think I've I've worked with Show Racism and Red Card and also Kick kick It Out. I'm going to get into both of those. Show Racism and Red Card, so we was going to different schools across East London and Essex with uh, Lee Rayward Senior. So also received an MBE yesterday because of that. Um, And he was fantastic in regards to delivering it into school, just having awareness in regards to, um, you know, racism in sports and so forth. We Mm. targeted areas particularly. We're working in Barclay and Dagenham, which is um, controversially known as a racist area. In Um, East London, right? In in, in East London. Yeah. Um, So the approach was to educate people and educate young people in particular but with that said, although Buckingham is a very diverse now, um, a very diverse, very, very diverse area, there's still obviously racism that still exists in the Dagenham area. Mm-hmm. Um, but the education that you're giving to the older generations who have lived in East London for 40 years plus yeah. and 50 years plus and so forth, who was part of the gritty streets back then um, when racism was acceptable, um, it's, it's, harder, it's harder to educate them. So how do you educate the, the ordinary man that's mm. in the pub after a football match? How do you educate him in regards to yeah. the, the development of the country and how, where, where it's going forward and so forth? And it's clear to see, obviously, with England, not saying Brexit is a big thing in some mm-hmm. sense of voting. I think, sh- I think you just saw some people's true colours there, the yeah. Brexit. <laughs> yeah. With illegal immigrants and so forth, but maybe that, that can also indicate where we are as mm. within our societies and so forth. And Gary Neville said it, completely right and um, it shows it it's everyday conversations in regards to Brexit and so forth yeah. so it is a long journey to go I think the right steps I think the show racing record and what we've done and what we was doing working with them with I think that's the right steps in educating the young people um, the, the approach was saying that there's only one race which is human race mm. and which was a true <laughs> impact of it of this uh, workshops that it was doing for was a one day workshops because there's not much funding left in it in yeah. some sense but there also should be ways of how we can engage older fans. You know, there's a lot of fans who don't really feel close to their clubs anymore mm. in some sense. So, and they might have, Tottenham for sure, they've got a black players there who are impactful. Leather King is one of their legends as well. You know, with uh, Chelsea, Jogba is one of their biggest superstars. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so with all these clubs, you know, there, there is a, there's, a, there's an approach in regards to ensuring that they have players that they look up to who represent the same skin colour and so forth. So it's a weird for them to be racist. So it's just about education and so forth. But I do understand, and I had, a, I had a conversation with my friend who's from up north and so forth. He was saying, you know, these chants are not 
directed to be racist. And, you know, he said, he said, look, and yes, I know it's a conversation that you have a lot of white people, you might say, oh, yes, um, my dog, or my f- best friend is white, whatever, black, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But in the essence of, he said, they're not, you know, it's the same way back in the days when Ray Parlin used to say to David Ginola, you French this, or you French that, or you German this, you German that. That could be considered racist as well in some sense, you know, mm. but it's just the essence of the competition of the game. You know, that's where it's coming from. And sometimes, you know, you, you might play with somebody, you might say you, you might take a, take a respect, disrespect towards their physique and so forth. Mm. But he's saying it's just the nature of the competition of the game. You know, you, you in other countries or in the UK, you might call someone a Geordie this or a Scouse this, a Scouse that. You know, or you might say someone who's from Africa, you might say African this and African that and African that. It's just the nature of the competition of the game is not directed to be racist towards the individual, it's just the nature of the competition of the game. But I know there's a stigma or, you know, in regards to calling someone black this and African that and African this. So hence the reason why... I mean, there's there's a context. There's a, yeah. there's, there's a context is everything. So it's not the same when you call someone black, a black this or a African this because of, because of the context or because of what black people and... African people have gone through in yep. the past, so yeah. I, you know, I, I think they are pretty different to be totally honest. No, I agree, and um, and I think even from the last podcast we spoke about about um, how how different connotations are used with different things. So, if it's like, um, I think Paul even mentioned it, if it's like something African that maybe there's like a stereotype around it, or if it's like yeah. something or product or something like from the US, it's yeah. treated with more like, oh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I won't say it was. I don't know if respect is the wrong word, but it is. It's really yeah. more respect. It's just okay. that. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's the way we kind of we kind of are coded. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. Well, what I don't know why exactly it is, but it, it's a thing. If you know, if we say we've got this product created and made in the US versus oh this was made in Ghana, you know most of us will probably naturally, mm-hmm. or th- those of us that have been kind of, I don't want to use the word brainwashed, but along those lines. That's like, your average person. Yeah, your average yeah. person, you know, would go, probably just get more assurance, more security, inverted yeah. commas, you'd think, yeah, I'm going to go with that because mm. it's, it's, a, it's come from a, a Western place or whatever. I don't, I don't know why it, why it is, but it definitely does mm. go. I, I agree with you as well. If you guys feel, think otherwise, then let us know, but, I think so too. And even even um going back to like how the media maybe describe certain um um players, like black players or African players about, you know, just their their strength or their physicality, you know, strong, quick, brave. But, you know, like them being clever or yeah. skillful and stuff like that, yeah. it's not and people will just be people may think, Oh, this that's like you guys are just, you know, nitpicking and stuff like that. But it's it's actually true, like if you see it's small things and how they word it, and if you compare it to <clears throat> to someone else of, of maybe different, I'm not different, same ability, same talent, and just how they word things around it, it just plays on, on that narrative. Yeah, and it's just those small things there that. Um, I mean, again, that that's a. Is it, I'm not sure if it's a separate issue, but it's that's a that's actually a thing. Yeah. Um, black players not being as cerebral as the white players. Yeah. So Again, I think. My dissertation was about uh, the lack of black managers in oh, yeah. in um, in England. But one of the things that we I also covered in that was in the NFL, the quarterback roles is uh, mm. meant to be one of the most kind of cerebral roles in in the game. And due to the fact that black people weren't seen as very clever or very cerebral, yeah. Yeah. there is a huge lack of quarterbacks in the game, yeah. and it's kind of like a not a self-fulfilling prophecy, but because everybody believes, you know, black people aren't um, clever enough, essentially, yeah. to play that role, that it's kind of reflected in the amount of black quarterbacks you see in the NFL. It's like so, the number 10 role in football too, isn't it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, no, it is an interesting conversation, and I read an article on the uh, Daily Mail publication in the UK, and it said that, um, and I totally agree, because, you know, football and sport is huge, but... <clears throat> Unlike what Bill Shankly said, like there's more to life than you know football and sport in general. And then what did you say? What did he said there's more to life than football than the thing. And the... no, he said he didn't say it. Except... No, no, he, he, no. Yeah, he said there's more to life. 
than football and think that he said something about something about football basically yeah. being yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that anyway um, but no the article did say that um, football shouldn't carry the cans for society's wrongs but can help to remedy them and I definitely believe it's true like you know what happened all these incidences and stuff like that I mean we, football can do its best to try and you know weed those things out but it's a it's a societal problem it's yeah. not just football problem alone and football alone won't fix it it takes it takes change of mentality for everyone and educating as Ari said about certain topics and just you know as Ari said about there's only one race in a human race and it's true but also moving on slightly we touched on this but how do you guys think the um and before you answer how do you guys think the um political environment is affecting all of these um I say increases in incidents so we've got like Brexit yeah a lot of um a lot more right right wing parties are you know come to four yeah. um regarding the cooler body incident now check this out let me, let me read this to you guys so the Italian the Italian deputy prime minister a guy called Matteo Salvini yeah. who's the leader of a populist anti-immigration group yeah. described the Koulibaly incident as healthy teasing yeah. he said that Benucci he was a defender back at Juventus now but used to play for AC Milan he said Benucci was booed by the Milan fans. Is that racism? Healthy teasing amongst fans is not to be considered racism. That was just... Yeah. <laughs> and also, Vincent Company, the uh, Man City centre-back, said that in a tweet. He said, really? Exclamation mark, question mark. Kulibali racially abused at San Siro. Raheem Sterling at Stamford Bridge. This is unacceptable. Elected politicians set the tone with divisive rhetoric. Granted, but some level of reason has to be returned. Has to return. Respect Ancelotti and Napoli teammates for post-match comments. So yeah, would you guys? So you guys think? in Africa, essence, because this is African podcast. Mm. In during the African Cup of Nations, when Ebola broke out uh, in Guinea. Yeah, yeah. Africans um, in other countries, Morocco, um, neighboring country, Africa, mm. wherever it is, when Guinea was going to play. They were shouting out Ebola, Ebola, Ebola country. <laughs> you know, mm. in some essence, you know, yes, the competitive neighbor, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was definitely wrong. The, the, the Guinea brothers, they didn't, you know, they, it, it, people were dying from it for yeah. sure. You know, during that period, people were dying from Ebola. You know, and in, in I know certain parts of Africa, when things are happening in regards to a certain country, or when, when there's war or there's famine, whatever it is, there's certain things that is said amongst African countries. Yeah. Which is also wrong in some sense. No, that's just true. But the atmosphere that is gained in the stadium, not not condoning it for sure. And hooliganism was obviously in the eighties and so forth in, within the the European football. Mm. But the atmosphere which is gained in the stadium can also be lost because the chants are also not there. But not saying these chants are acceptable in essence. Maybe there's you know I know there's a lot of things in regards to some of the tweet. I can't remember who said we tweeted stop um, stop these kind of certain chants and so forth. But we know what sells in football, for sure. We know what competitive nature is mm-hmm. sold in regards to the football arena mm-hmm. and so forth. And not saying we, look, if you've been to Arsenal, I don't know if you guys have been to Arsenal mm-hmm. in a normal game or a normal stadium match. Yeah. yeah. Very civilized um, atmosphere in regards mm-hmm. to the, the audience that they have. Yeah. You know, middle class, white yeah. living in half a share or, or so forth. <laughs> yeah. um, then you have those live at, live in Chelsea, or, and then those, live, those are Liverpool fans who are completely different in mm-hmm. regards to where they're coming from in the demographic. Yeah. And Arsenal like a quiet library about no books. You know, even if they're winning three one or four one or five one, it's not really the atmosphere that's going on there. You know, whereas Liverpool, yes, most of them are coming from council estates and so forth, so mm. are coming to watch the stadium, uh, watch the games, and some of their rhetoric in their chanting mm. is probably unacceptable in everyday nature of mm. society. But I do understand it is wrong, but I do understand the competitive nature of it mm. is is help is helping what's making money in this industry. So I, I, I disagree. I don't think it's. I don't. I, I wouldn't understand how the chance would be making money. Not the chance, but the atmosphere if that's being sold in regards. Because mm. we imagine. Okay, imagine I, this. I if, think if, the if, atmosphere can be at, good without if, those. Type if we of take chance. away the atmosphere, okay. Let's look at Arsenal Stadium. If we take mm. away the atmosphere at Arsenal Stadium, if we take you know, if we, if we leave, imagine every club mm-hmm. in the Premier League at Arsenal Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know. What? That's how I would say. Like, that, that's yeah, but, but the atmosphere isn't created through um, racial. There was antagonism. Racial, chance, yeah, not racial. Okay, I'm, if I look in the African essence, I, I think it was wrong what these, these other clubs were, yeah. um, nations were doing to Guinea and so forth, and 
they want to play them and yeah. the way they was treating the Guinea fans and, yeah. and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, yes, there is also there's, there's a friendly atmosphere in, in the African stadium normally with mm-hmm. music being played by both set of side yeah. teams and so forth. But it's you know they're using that competitive nature in some sense of selling. You know, I'm just playing the devil advocate. Yeah, some sense. you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the, no, I'm playing devil advocate in regards to it. Just looking at it in um, in a way. What is what it may do to affect? Yeah, I think I think the Ebola example is different as well. It's not racism. I wouldn't call it racism. What in what example? The Ebola. Oh, the Ebola. Yeah, yeah. But it could be. We can look at it in the essence of tribal anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at essence. You can look at essence of there is tribal. There's tribalness that goes in between club teams across the continent and so forth. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've been to an Inter Milan game at the San Siro actually, and. The atmosphere, like the atmosphere, is amazing. Like, it's amazing without the racial, mm. the racial epithets, the racial chanting. It doesn't, it doesn't need to, to be like that. Would you okay with Tottenham and Arsenal? Yeah, um, the, I, I think that incident's a the, strange one. With a Jewish slur towards Tottenham fans, West Ham and Tottenham fans, Chelsea and Tottenham fans, all mm. this Jew, Jew, Jewish yeah. sanitation. Yeah, do you think we say that's wrong? For sure? Wrong as well, and yeah. they're they're doing a lot to try to and clamp to that out. out. Yeah, of course. Out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's another one. Even the the slurring of the offensive words are not being used in regards to what you call Tottenham. Okay, yeah, yeah, the same mm. to eradicate them kind of things like that. Mm. So, you know, I, I, look, I understand racism is completely wrong in the nature of football, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be accepted at all. Even tribalism, wherever it is, in some sense. Mm. But how, you know, when you know, are we taking away the working man's working man? No, we are not. No, we are not. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. I think, as you mentioned before, it's just like uh, educating them. I mean, atmospheres can be created, like, brilliant atmospheres can be created, but you just don't need, like, you know, for example, the Raheem Stone incident, that City Chelsea game, it was a great atmosphere. Well, from watching it, it was a great atmosphere. (laughs) Like, those small instances, it's not 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 need. And I understand, you know, you're passionate for your team, you may say things out of turn and whatnot, but, you know, those things need to be picked up on. And um, so when on a pitch in the 90s, and it still happens now anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when somebody, for example, uh, I use that the, the expression of David Ginola when he's talking about yeah. the game against Ray Parler, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's calling him a French this, a French that, mm-hmm. French, is that acceptable? When the player's saying on the pitch? I don't think it's acceptable. No. Okay. It's not. David Ginola didn't see it as the essence of. Yeah, yeah but again, because of context. Because he's playing in a, in a competitive game against him. No, because of context. Mm. So tell me about the context. Because black people okay, don't no, no, have no, the no, same. Black people, I'm saying in regards to the whole scope of it. Because we talk about Judaism, we talk about um, mm-hmm. being a Muslim, yeah. and so forth. Again, it's all about context. Because these people in society have been mar- have been marginalized. French people haven't been marginalized for for okay the same way these. When people a black person amongst another black person, is that acceptable? In some when, sense? when a black so with the Guinea stuff, is that acceptable in some sense? It's not racism. Okay, but it's the essence of trying to uh, seclude your brothers in regards to. It's not the same. It's, you, we, we, you can't equate. But the there two. is okay. There is tribalism that consists mm. in regards to the football atmosphere in Africa as well. Of course, yeah. So but it's, it's, tribalism, it, it, yeah. Is, is that acceptable in, in a football arena in Africa in alone? Tribalism, the tribalism and the racism are different. Yeah. So, so would you say it's acceptable though? Tribalism to a degree, yeah, it's acceptable. So, in the essence of. Um, Geordie this or Scouser this and so forth, that's acceptable. Yeah? I basically when I go to games I don't like swearing up and doing yeah, stuff. I don't swear as well. But I believe that travel is a kind of curve, but it doesn't need to be like um not racism but travelism because it happens yeah. because you, like all this stuff in regards yeah, to yeah. it happens everywhere in regards yeah. to all. racism it can happen, yeah. Travel you know, it depends again, all contexts. Travelism can happen. To me yeah. what I say, personally, I'll just finish before I say I think is either all of it gets eradicated from football. Mm. Yeah. Like and you take it up no excuses for anyone. Blacks, white countries, religions, mm-hmm. and so forth. No excuses for anyone for mentioning certain things, or you you you're gonna keep it whatever it is and decide because that's what that guy said. I can't remember who's he tweeted. It's a it's an amazing tweet. He said football sh- shouldn't be a, a place where you you're able to, to express yourself yeah, yeah, any yeah. means or any way necessary in society. Mm-hmm. There's either we wipe all of it out no, regards yeah. to race. I disagree. Or, or, or we keep it in. Do you know what it's like? Let me. So this is it's a silly might be a silly example, but. If I if I say uh, I don't know Aris uh, 
Your brother, you don't have a brother, do you? No. But okay, cool. I say your brother is fat and ugly. Yeah. I, I can't. I shouldn't be able to call your brother fat and ugly. You can call your brother fat and ugly, but I'm not gonna call it. I'm not gonna come in and disrespect your brother. That's not acceptable. I can call my brother fat and ugly. <laughs> yeah. But you can't call my brother fat and ugly. Exactly. You understand. You understand the banter and the the relationship between you two. So English people yeah. understand the. Okay, the, the banter example. between Geordies and the Mancunians yeah. and the Scousers and the Londoners, they can do that, yeah? Perfect but example. they can't come and now talk about black people okay. or because... Perfect example, Zidane and Matarazzi. Matarazzi. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. You said your sisters and apparently Muslim this way, but it was right. the way, uh, Muslim right. view here yeah. in some sense. Zidane retaliates in yeah. the way that everyone's like, what's Zidane doing? Yeah. You know, in that retaliation. Yeah. Zidane was wrong for reacting that way. It's again, and, and Matarazzi. Matarazzi is dead wrong as well. But what he said, but yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He know, obviously, in an essence of that's being what racist. Matarazzi said is exactly what a fan would could could, 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 could say. As well. yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's what that's the kind of stuff they do shout. And so, in the essence, they both should have been sent off. Well. By, by the laws of the game, Zidane should have been sent off. I can understand where Zidane is coming from. I'm not saying he was right. To and that happens every day in a football field. For myself, you can search up. I've had many articles, or a few articles written myself of, of receiving racism when I played in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm playing in South as well. I've, I've had loads of because I've played in these areas where it's predominantly white and so forth. Exactly. So I really know where it is in yeah. some sense. The boy, one of the boys, when he, when he was racist to me in the article, he said, he said his, he said his teammates is black. Yeah. Why would I be black? Yeah. Why would I be racist? Yeah. He said monkey. You know, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. So my retaliation to my, when I have my teammates who were so black, they looked at me in essence and said, this is normal. Yeah. Like, but you, normal. You, you react in a different way. You don't react to the way that you did in mm. some sense. But it's either all that gets eradicated in football. Because so they they learn to accept it but react in another way. Racism should all be... Racism should be taken out of football. Full I think stop. Yeah. Is that racism. Um, first of all, when, when tribalism and the yeah, religion, all that should be eradicating football in, in essence. To me personally, I think all that should be gone. Like mm-hmm. I said, regardless I, if you be your Geordie, your Scouser, your Londoner, wherever you are, it should all be gone in some sense. I don't think we should govern that. That's it, the the English <laughs> kind of culture and the yeah. way they, that's it, that's okay. between in them. Italy, if they decide to take offence to it, then okay. With the, with Jewish people, you are not. You are not allowed to. You are not going to say something that's anti-Semitic, right? And get away with it? No, it's just no. Full stop. But they get away with it every, every single week. In Who? No, no, that's family. again. That's been that's been clamped down on uh, massively. Pe- 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 people still getting away with it. People, people still are getting it. away with it. But I'm sure if you watch West Ham mm-hmm. today, they probably would have sang. I was in West Ham Stadium. Like, yeah, I I, sure I, I understand what you're though, saying, but they're not allowed to say it. Is what I'm saying. You're allowed to say a lot of things, but when people say it, yeah, but <laughs> yes, I understand that. But you're not allowed to say it. But you probably are allowed to say you Geordie this or you mm. Mancun or you Scout. You're allowed to say that and that's for them to govern. But you're not allowed to say that about Jewish people. You're not allowed to say this about black people. You're not allowed to yeah, say it about certain. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Simple. But with Geordie stuff, you think that, that should be... I think that's down to them. I think that's down to them. If they decide, actually, no, we find this offensive, then okay, maybe you should be considerate of their feelings and say, actually, you're not allowed to say that. And uh, to me, that's a that's where football will probably go with. All them kind of chants, aggressive chants. Remember last year they said probably Manchester United fan and Roman Lukaku, and he's chanting about him having nine foot foot. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Everton fans actually. Yeah. But, but United fans were seeing that as well. Yeah, they yeah. had the arms, and then they tried to stop United fans. Wait, well, well, he asked them to stop. Yeah, because yeah, there was a big complaint about it. Yeah, um, he asked yeah. them to stop. And so he asked them to stop singing yeah. that song, although it's meant to come out in a positive light. In some sense, of, by your own fans, but you are yeah, trying to bring them <laughs> yeah, yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah so education. I think the funny thing is, I think actually the you have this middle class generation, the white man middle class generation, that I think actually they're gonna eventually kind of be phased out because because age because of age <laughs> and people coming up now, kids are the culture's a bit different. Culture is different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's more education. Yeah. For sure. yeah. What they're understanding is so it's it's something that you hope kind of naturally would be phased out. I'm sure that there are still going to be uh, incidents, yeah, exactly incidents. Um, but with time, you kind of hope, and that's speaking over here in Italy and maybe some other European countries. I think it's it's going to be a bit different. Mm. I think there's a much bigger problem there. I don't know if they have um, organizations like Show Races and the Red Card could get out and working working as hard as they are over here. Um, I tend to find that the countries. In Europe, are, are 
a few years behind England. And the reason why they're three years behind because they haven't got as many black people. Yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. And so forth. Like in, in, in France, you're you, you, you're probably right in some sense because um, in France, for many black players in many different areas of France, yeah. Marseille fans are probably the most delinquent fans, but they're not racist at all. You know, yeah. you never find Marseille fans. And like mm. I said, the atmosphere in France is better than the atmosphere in the UK. But you never, you're rarely or barely find racism mm. chance in, 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 in France. The French league is full of many Africans. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't really find racism chance there, and the atmosphere is as good or even better than the UK atmosphere. And I even think as well, because like we're all London, isn't it? But especially from, well, I won't go out to the Brexit, but once we saw that like, demographics and why people were choosing to leave, like immigration, yeah. like. Because London is such a multicultural hub, you know, people yeah. from different backgrounds, ethnicities and religions, like, we can live in, yeah, in unison. more unison and harmony. Yeah. Maybe we could be to other areas, but once we maybe spend more time in other areas, it may not be like um, like public racism, but maybe it's just um lack of understanding. It's, it's definitely a lack of understanding. I think the whole, the whole Brexit vote was kind of based on a false... Mm, just false. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's going to help it's Brexit and it's to do with Europe so mm. there's no, it's nothing to do with Africans it's nothing mm. to do with Asians it's nothing to do with it's to do with Europeans who for the most part actually are going to be white yeah so um, yeah that's and the essence of their tribalism yeah within themselves is yeah. Africans as well in the same in the same region <clears throat> and just, just just quickly before we wrap off this bit um what more do you think, because um, we mentioned a few authorities well, or governing bodies, however you want to call it, in the UK that are doing work on, on this subject. So we have like Kick It Out, um, Show Racing on the Red Card, and only on Men's Becomes, they do quite a lot on diversity and things like that. But what can these organisations do? And do you think they actually take it like seriously? Or is it just like, oh, everyone's making noise, just to, you know, jump on it, you know, Where, good in PR. The, in the UK? Yeah, UK. In the UK, I think they're doing a decent job, actually. Yeah. I, 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 do you I think they actually care about it? Is it like more of like a PR PR stunt exercise? I think it depends which government they're speaking <laughs> about. I think some. I think um, I think some. Obviously, there's going to be some genuine mm. support for the cause, and I think some are just playing the game, yeah, and doing what they feel like they need to do. Yeah, yeah jumping on it. I think in Europe, I, th- I think there's a. I don't know how. I don't know how much work has been done. It feels like not much. To yeah, be honest. UEFA yeah, got their own. Yeah, UEFA. I mean, but again, UEFA is very kind of that's come. It's a, that's very macro if you like it's a very kind of yeah. top yeah, level yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it needs to by start countries. more yeah it needs yeah. to start by, by country federations bottom up kind of well, I, I think we've kicked it out worked with them directly as well people have their complaints in all different mm. arenas of football like people mm. take a kick out it's good and they're bad people say why don't you just collaborate show racism and kick it out why don't you just collaborate mm. and work together uh, it's a question that's been asked before mm. yeah, I, I, you know in the range of different spheres, but um, personally, I think the Premier League should be doing the work in reality yeah. in regards to race. The Premier League and the yeah. FA for sure. Premier League, um, the majority of their players and people that have put the league where it is, lots of African players and black players have been involved in the movement mm-hmm. of what the Premier League is as a brand today. Um, I don't think personally the Premier League do much or do enough in regards to developing um, or, or, or cultivating or educating racism within sports to the fans yep. and the games and so forth. And this and that. Yes, the red card and disciplinary is, all, is okay, yeah, but yeah. education-wise, I don't think they do enough. Um, even with such things as Premier League reading stars, when you're creating these Premier League, Premier League reading star books, you know, what's it indicating, what's it teaching and so forth? You know, The FA, for example, are obviously trying their best in, in Little scenarios here and so yeah. forth, but again, they should be doing more as well. The Premier League are the bee holders of you know, change, I think, in, in English football. I've got, I've got some stats um, on this, and it's just intriguing because you know it's good, you know, action, you know, it's good to put action into things, but obviously, a lot of money is needed to help these organizations. So, I've got some, some, some stats on this year. Okay, so from the last TV deal that the Premier League um, got. They earned 8.3 billion, which is Scudamore, who is the uh, leaving CEO of the Premier League, earns 2.5 million and got a five million pound bonus from the 20 Premier League clubs. Mm. Kick it out, earn 280,000 a year from the Premier League, which works out to be 0.01% from that TV deal alone. Mm. And for kick it out to get to five million of the bonus that Richard Scudamore got, 
it would take them 18 years to get that. Mm. The FA, and the same as the PFA and the Football League, they contribute just under £125,000 a year to kick out and nothing towards show racism the red card. It's only, it's only the PFA, sorry, that gives show racism the red card um, 50k. Um, and that, yeah, 50k per year. Yeah. And they have over 50 million in their bank. Um, and from stats from Kick It Out, in February when they produced their like half season report, everything can increase. So there was a 59% increase in the overall um, in overall incidences, 75% increase in the professional game, 65% increase on social media, or 40% increase at grassroots. This is increase, um, these are stats on reports of racial and discriminatory incidences mm -hmm. that they reported. So it seems to be going up. Those key facts about where money's being spent, it's like, yeah. for an argument is for such a big organisation, wealth organisation, such as the Premier League and football, the amount of money that's actually being put back into a, a yeah, a bit a big problem in sport. It's um, I'm sure they if they can and if they think they don't have to think too hard. I'm sure, but I'm sure there's a few extra you know cash spare somewhere Pennies that they can around. put yeah. into somewhere. And talking about countries too, again the kick out done a a global survey on uh, discrimination. Um, it was run. It had two twenty seven thousand respondents from thirty eight countries. So it's pretty broad and vast. Um, and overall, 54% of football fans had witnessed racist abuse. Um, and from countries, the question was um, which countries were a bit more susceptible to players of different races representing their country. So in, Nor in the Scandinavian countries, Nordic countries like Norway, Sweden and Brazil, they were more receptive. Yeah. But countries such as Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, uh, United Arab Emirates, they were very low. And also countries like Germany, Spain, and Italy. Yeah. And that goes back to our last podcast about, you know, how African, some African players are treated in like the Middle East countries that are yeah. not treated that um, that well. I just thought it was it just all tied in. Yeah. Really getting some stats I behind agree. it. I, I think, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like, I think they, the Premier League could definitely contribute more money to yeah. these organisations. But again, I'm not sure there is a relationship or a correlation between the amount of money you spend on racism yeah. and the amount of, that incidents yeah. that happen, yeah. I'm not too sure. And again, is the money even being spent correctly? I'm not too sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, educating kids in school at a grassroots level is, is good, but again, I don't think, when, when we look at kind of mm. these incidents, uh, that's not really the demographic that's yeah. committing these. It's, it's more of society in general. So yeah. people not, obviously we get incidents at football games, but I'm sure not every racial incident occurs at a football match, you know? Yeah. And also as well, just thinking, it's like, for like a governing body, if your if your money's coming from I'm not trying to be cynical here, but if your money's coming from like the Premier League and a football league and you're trying to tackle things that are happening within their under their umbrella, like how how hard do you really want to go about it? You know, could be yeah. a threat of like cutting yeah. funding or upsetting the wrong people, do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it is a difficult balancing act to do there, but just my just just my thoughts on that part anyway. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Africa Sports Unified and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please do let us know your thoughts. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss or people you want to join us on a the podcast, then we'll be keen to know more. Connect with us on social media, AS Unified, across all platforms or simply leave a comment. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Hi guys, welcome back. Um... But yeah, just to follow on from what we're talking about, so obviously you spoke a bit about kick it out and you know racism in general, what happened with Raheem Sterling and a few other incidences too. But focusing a bit more on um, the African market, um, from our knowledge, what do we really understand about you know the state of um, um, racism in in Africa regarding sport and maybe societal in general? Um, so we know, for example, we mentioned in previous podcasts about a lot of you know the is it slavery or human trafficking that was happening yeah. between um, you know um, sub-Saharan Africa and in Libya and then being sold off to the Middle East and things like that but from our knowledge as well is that do you think that's more um, is that a uh, a bigger sign of what's happening in societies or do you think that's just a one-off the countries that 
it's, it's, it's happening in like Egypt and yeah. North African countries. Yeah. It's, it's a big problem. But one, I was reading an article a few months ago in um, 2018 from a South African player, um, what his name. He spoke about how he experienced. He spoke about how he experienced racism. Um, what footballer? Footballer, yeah. He experienced racism in South Africa and said that it's worse than playing in Russia. Oh, really? Yeah. In, South Africa. in South Africa. Wait, really? He's South African. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Macbeth Sibaya. Um, he, he spoke about it, and you know the racism that he he, he received in South Africa. Was, oh, wow. Because like, we've got to understand it's a societal problem. Mm-hmm. South Africa had the worst thing in class, the xenophobic yeah. attacks a couple of years ago yeah. and so forth. Um, yeah, they were. They had a problem with other Africans other coming Africans in. So the xenophobic yeah. thing was obviously a matter of, like, it wasn't everybody because I mean, I love South Africa. Yeah. The house there, everything. It's an amazing place. But I think in the essence of that society, and uh, it was just weird for him to say that he experienced it, but I know the South Africans call other Africans foreigners. Yeah. For example, yeah. Nowhere else in Africa would you ever see and Nigerian called Congolese guy foreigner. We call him African brother or something yeah. like that. We say, yeah, he's, he's Congolese or he's this and that. Mm. In no way would you say he's a foreigner. Mm. You know, no way would you, with a Congolese, would, would see a Zambian say he's a foreigner, for example, in, in yeah. their language, yeah. for example. So that problem is obviously maybe a societal problem in some sense, but it was just surprised to understand that also exists within the training fields and within the football field yeah. as well. Um, in selection, I think what South Africa has got advantage of. Because I really like it, and I'm trying. I'm hoping it goes forward for them, because they have so many African players that have come through the academies, and African players in other countries, sorry, yeah. from in Africa, come through the academies. Maybe they will help signing these players to play for the national teams, you know, and just like we do in England and yeah. so forth. But the, in regards to Egypt, you probably do it. Not, it's not say not good to say that you expect it to happen and so forth. Um, African players, some of them are willing to go to North Africa because they know what they're gonna. Receiving yeah. Yeah. racism, not just in racism might not be in the stadium, but I'm saying racism in general, by, by life. Yeah. And yeah. life, and what they get given, you know, by their, their, their club and so forth. So they want to avoid being in Egypt as much as possible. So, yeah. you know, which is unfortunate in some sense. No, it's true. I agree. And I think <clears throat> this may not be, well, it may not be racism at so, but. Especially, I, th- I see it's, um, I won't say class or uh, social status too. Obviously here, but especially back home too, um, in terms of like, if you're from a certain place or if you know a certain somebody, then you're probably looked at on with maybe greater esteem. Mm. If you do know, if you are from a certain background or if you do know a few people, then if you're not. Um, and I guess that's, yeah, general as well. It's not just African-centric, but obviously here in terms of um, social status is... Uh, maybe equally as bad as racism that occurs, you know? Yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah. Just touching on the on the North African point, I mean, I think, obviously in Libya, we had, like, the Africans being sold as as slaves. Like, there's, yeah. like, a, there's, like, an organ trade business yeah. going on where they harvest African organs or something going on. So just that kind of thing happening in society, it, will, it can also seep down in, into football. So yeah. you see the value of a Afri- of an African life or a yep. black life, I should yep. say, because this is Africa, of a black life. And so you think it's lower than mm. an Arab life, for yeah. example. And so when you are playing football, these kind of things do transmit through. Yep. So, you yep. know, the black life is, is, is lower than the black player is less yep. than any other. So, again, most of these issues do come from society. In some shape or form, mm. I, I would say anyway. Mm. And even, that even goes back to obviously the stat that I said earlier about from Kick It Out about um, nations, how certain nations view other people, like yeah. representing there, and obviously those Middle East countries. And it's and it's important to note as well, like those North African, from from wrong guys, but those North African countries see themselves more as Arabs than African countries, right? Yeah. So that obviously, yeah, gives great context into the whole slavery and the. The trade from sub-Saharan through you know, northern African countries to to Middle Eastern countries. Would you say that is it was right um, that a lot of African teams, when they fell in the World Cup, were supporting France team that's saying it the next the next or was it right? Yeah, um, I would say it's right or wrong. Like depending maybe the in reason. Of calling it the uh, African team when it oh 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 because of all the players. All right, I see. Um, I don't know if it's right, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you look where the players are coming from, from the start eleven. It's it's a fact, isn't it? A 
think what was it three or four players that maybe weren't of African? Yeah. Would you say it's the, like everyone rooting it in regards to is it is it problematic or, or it's not a problem at all? What problem that we that some people were celebrating that? Yeah. I don't, I don't say it's a problem. It's not the, a problem. The last African team. <laughs> I won't say it's a problem. <laughs> Yeah. I, won't, I don't think it's a problem. The last African team, yeah, technically speaking, they're not an African team. Yeah. But it, again, it's not a problem. But I think even actually now I think about it, it's like that French team, you had the African players and you had the the white players, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at Griezmann's not pure blood French. No, he's not. He's definitely... Yeah, he's from Portuguese. Uh, Portuguese yeah. yeah. And then you've got Lucas Hernandez, who again is not pure blood he's, French. He's Spanish. He's he? pure blood French, but his family... Move back and forth. From yeah, I like between. I mean, the surname yeah. says he's not French. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have who? Your might be French. Yeah. Um, Pavard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? They put him the captain because he's, he's middle class French. His dad was a lawyer. Yeah. Well, so. Then you have Pavard. I don't know. He he might also be fully French. But again, it's it's kind of a, an eclectic mix of mm. players. They are African, so people just have to deal with it. And, and, it, and it's not to say that. Um, that um, you know, we're not like social mobility or free movement of people is, is a bad thing mm. at all. But it's just acknowledging the, 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 the reason hearts because you you um, uh, what's the Cameroon player? Um, Cameroon. Uh, Asu Koto. Yeah. Oh, the left back. Yeah, back, he, yeah. Had, he, he was a big problem in regards to him and Mbappe. Yeah. Um, early on this year, in yeah, to Mbappe. Investing in football in Africa, yeah, because you know, obviously yeah. the connotation is that his mum being Nigerian, his dad being from Cam- uh, Cam- Cameroon, yeah. Um, so he 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 was saying if you want to be African, just play for Africa, yeah. In some yeah. sense, Asoketo was saying that, yeah. If you want to be African for the essence of play for Africa, yeah. don't treat us as an essence of charity, or yeah. Treat us as the essence of, yeah. You know, this is so forth. So mm. in that, in that essence, there do the way Africans are treated in. So if he was not the, the greatest of player, would that be looked to the essence of okay, you're African because you're poor? So you're not, not poor, but you're not the best player. So you're, so you're so, so, so go play for Africa. The essence um, of that problem is, is that racist in some sense? Is that problematic in some sense? And then we support that because they get the best of Africa rather than just like the same way my, my, my friend from Saudi Arabia told me they is Africa. I really know it, but if you're doctor in Africa, you you come and work in, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. You know the Brain best doctor. Yeah. yeah. So. Is, is, is that is that the same way that we see it in regards to football? Like they get the best of Africa, but they want to work with the rest of Africa in regards to the I think, country. I think so that, that's what's asked that if that's problematic. In that I think, it's not problematic. I don't think it's problematic, but it is. It happens, and you can't you can't blame people for doing it. I don't think it's not a problem regarding race, but it's like if me, for example, from Nigeria, parents born in Nigeria, but I born and raised in the UK. Unfortunately, I didn't make it as a footballer. But if I did, yeah. you know, come through the system in the UK and England want to, you know, give me a few caps, like it's, yeah, it's no, it's no harm on them. It's a good job that they've done it, getting one of the best players to represent them. Like, mm. it's not a bad problem. It's not like it's not a bad problem. They haven't done anything wrong, but, but it does happen. What you're saying. So if it's like, you know, a, a dead, if I was a rubbish player, I'd be like, oh yeah, like maybe they wouldn't wanna. Maybe represent England, maybe I just represent Nigeria kind of thing, and maybe, you know, I won't get those glamorous headlines in the papers or spoken about in such a wonderful way in the media. I may not be spoken about at all, but it happens. It's like, I'm I sure think, it happens I think to Laurent Blanc degree. spoke about this, and he had a problem with the fact that there were so many black players yeah. coming through. Yeah, and, yeah, and still not, they say it? Using the system, and then actually they go and play they for Algeria, yeah, Cat, so, wherever it may be, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, but I mean, again, Context is yeah. everything, yeah. and so if you want to complain about this, then you have to go back. Why did France go to Cameroon, Algeria, yeah. and do all this? This is all a yeah. byproduct of all yeah. of that. So I mean, in the essence of saying the last African team, is is that wrong to say that when on Twitter when everyone's saying it's the last? African no, I don't team. think it was wrong. I think people took that maybe they took offense people to take it for, people for no took reason. Person, yeah, yeah, they, they, took they, they took the French to take it. Yeah, the French took it I think the the world were just. I think it was almost tongue in cheek. Almost in jest, definitely. Yeah, but again. From an African or a diaspora's perspective, yeah. saying that, but it's, nothing like the truth hurts a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it is the truth, though. <laughs> yeah. Look at the lineage of most of these players when they come from. Yeah, and and the the way that these players treat Africa afterwards. How would you say? About uh, it depends, you know. Some because the problem with Asikotu and and Mbappe, he's been. It got a bit personal. That it was it was for a lot how Africans see Africans who are not representing Africa yeah. or us diasporas yeah. who don't represent Africa in some sense 
that will be when he played against Ghana, mm. for example. Or, is, is, is that self hate? Or Deli Ali when you when England played yeah, Nigeria and he got yeah. booed. Is, is that self hate? Again, is I don't. I don't think the, the play I don't think those <sighs> instances are actually serious. Uh, mm. Instances of like we don't like you. I think yeah. actually it's again it's it's almost tribalism like you refer to for that particular yeah. game because actually Africans will, will root for Danny Welbeck. Will root for Bami Dele. I mean, he's so. not that likeable actually, so I shouldn't say that. But with uh, Welbeck, he had a, a choice. Go yeah, on, yeah. Think. All players have a choice at the end of the day. If mm. you have dual yeah. nationality, you have the choice. And when you're not playing against your country of origin. That country actually will support you in more in more in more cases. Cameroonians will love Mbappe. He's one of us. Yeah, yeah he plays for France, but with, he's with, as a country is obviously indicated. With, I mean, I, yeah. I think I think um, I think that's I think that's a yeah I think that's more personal between them. Yeah, like I think Mbappe's retort views, was yeah. something like you know yes you play for Cameroon but you will fight because they had a fight with uh, one of his teammates and yeah, he's obviously problematic himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that was a bit personal, but again. I don't think you can. You can't because you look at someone who had a, a great choice, a well be. He's young yeah. and he yeah. could possibly be played for England. I, I, I don't Zaha. think he have a choice. Zaha. I think you have Zaha. to. Be... He, he actually went back because he didn't get yeah. ob- the opportunity. Ob- and that's the thing. Yeah, I always say this. I think if you're an exceptional talent, then so you should play for England. I'm not saying I you should. I'm not saying you should, but you, I can understand why you might. Yeah. If you if you're going to be brutally honest and actually assess things and say, you know, I'm I'm a good talent. I may be I'm in form right now, mm. but with the amount of Options England have available to them. You can maybe get a few caps, and then you'll be discarded, yeah. and then that's your international career done. If you're thinking about longevity in your international career, you might want to play for your, yeah. your country of, of origin. So, someone like that. I know it's an article that I saw with regards to someone, but it's, it's near the essence of is it near enough self hate? Because no. you, you, you will eat at home, you will eat the food that represent your home country nah. and so forth from this and that. But I, I don't you, know if it's, I don't know if it's, self, self-hate is a massive stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive stretch it's, because if you were born and bred here and you totally disregard, this is who you are at the yeah. end of the day. You, you're, so, yes, you're from there, you spend most of your life here, however, and so that is a huge part of you. That is self-hate also, does exist as well. It does yeah, exist it does as exist. well, but that, that's not. So I'm not saying self-hate is, is, is a myth in general. Yeah, I'm saying with players that have grown up in England or France yeah. or mm. Spain, wherever it may be, if that's where they've grown up and that's what they know, yes, they've also had their African influence. You can't say self-hate because actually this is also a big... You know, I'm sure many factors come into play, like especially there's a podcast that I've done with um, Cynthia Mumbo about... Um, um, valuing ourselves and all that stuff, yeah. you know, like the connotations that maybe put onto yeah. that maybe Africans and Africans in general the could have a, uh, a detrimental effect on it. And you know, just how like, Africans people think doesn't have things in order, etc. You know, yeah. so it exactly. could be, it exactly. could be, but it's hard to judge. Like, these were the questions come from in that essence that in if you are so prideful of being a, of, of African descent, mm. you know, amongst all the money, the love, the love. Look, yeah. as we, I say, like I say, George, where's president of his country? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how much you'll be. John can probably be president of Ivory Coast if he wants to yeah, be as well. Sure. In essence, so the long term love that you'll get for Africa will be nowhere near the long term love that you'll get in Europe, personally, from my mm. opinion. Yeah, maybe. So obviously, yeah, Zidane yeah, is still yeah. loving Algeria for sure, yeah. you know, um, as much as he's in, he, he, he has been in Algeria for a long time. Mm. But in the essence of it, it's like, why are, what is the, is it problematic to think, you know, okay, he's Danny Warbeck playing for Ghana? Mm. This example, why didn't he just pick Ghana if he loves Ghana so much? I think, I, mean, I think, why didn't you pick for Ghana if you love him so much? In I reality? don't know. That's again, that's I don't know. That one is down to the individual. Is that because you just think like British in, in your mind, British are better than or maybe, better maybe just have more of a career opportunity? You know, yeah. they've been the they through this show, the long term, but if they've come through the country, the system is too there's, over there's, here. Like, there's, there's so many, there's so many. I know I'm not saying it's good or bad, neither. I'm not saying it's good or bad, neither, but. You know, they've they went up the cost, that's that's down to them. But, but Mbappe's thinking about um Cameroon, um, Algeria, um, mm. France. Who am I gonna who am I more likely to win the World Cup with? Is in the essence that Pogba with Guinea and so forth, his brothers play for Guinea, yeah, directly and so yeah. forth. And there's, and there's other aspects too. If like, you love Africa so much and you wanna develop Africa, you're a footballer, you also want to be games. the best way to, to to represent the country, it, it depends. It depends how they would have. They would still have a fantastic team back was there. Again, we're talking about when yeah. we're talking about serious okay. contenders here. It depends. It depends, and this goes back to the winter semi-final. We're calling the finals, yeah. yeah. But I think this goes back to about. more than just like you know the individual players. About how that nation is, what they're doing to try and build up, create something sustainable. 
for maybe the diaspora to be like, okay, maybe I want to represent my motherland instead of the country yeah. where, I'm, where I grew up in. You know I, mean? I think that's why there's, there's been a lot of credit in regards to Nigeria, particularly for Wobi mm. and how he's seen in some sense. He doesn't have to pick Nigeria. He has yeah. option to, pick, to play for who he wants to play yeah. for, for, for England, for sure. And he would have been Probably would have been the starter to, for the World Cup, yeah. you know, not start, but squad in the squad for the World Cup for sure, you know. But yeah, you never in, know. In that essence, but he's he's had even better uh, commercial aspect given yeah. to him because he picked Nigeria. Yeah. He, he represents Pep FC. But I don't know. It's like which I, would, I don't think he would have got. Yeah, Europe probably. Probably you're right, but I think like we're in an age where. Um, People have a bit, well, much more affiliation with, you know, their their motherland. So now it's the time where we're seeing a lot of, especially in the UK, a lot of, um, you know, diaspora. Like I mentioned, repeat myself, yeah. but just having a bit more affiliation to, you know, their motherland. And I think now it's just a perfect time for not perfect time, I but will be just. But I think it's, I think it's definitely more so because remember in the nineties, that's probably where. Well, for our generation, we were quite young. And obviously, maybe being second... Are we yeah. first generation or second yeah. generation? Well, yes. our parents coming over. So okay. obviously, they had that affiliation there. Mm. But obviously now, we weren't born there, but we're having more affiliation, you know, how it's yeah. going and just things that are happening, you yeah. know, music, entertainment, but again, all of that. To be noted, we're not, we're not one of them. When we go back there, we yeah. are not... Our, our lives are different. Yeah, we see... Well, some, yeah, most times, that's a problem as well. That's problematic. I mean, most times, when we come to the show... How rich they are in Europe, but not rich by money to have in Africa. It's a mentality as well. Africa, Africans come over here showing how rich they are, you know what I mean? But yeah, going back to like Mbappe giving, you know, setting up charities, I mean, at least he's doing something. Yeah, but even Patrick Vieira would have been a bigger impact in the essence of if he actually played for the Pixies. Uh, no, maybe, you know, because he, he, but his his reputation now is maybe could be big, big could be sure. bigger. You know, you don't know how massive, it could have. The fact happened. that he plays for France and he's a World Cup winner probably does a lot for. for no, it, it it might. In what way? In that. He's a World Cup winner. He's, 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 like a, he's, a, he's a great a French platform. talent. So there's a bigger audience. So yeah. now if he does something for Cameroon, they they might benefit. More people. They might benefit from so that. I think Jogba do something for Côte d'Ivoire. Côte d'Ivoire. Yeah. Is money much bigger than him if he was playing for France. Jogba stopping that war, what happened in 2006. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how impactful sports or football is. Yeah. yeah I, so I do you understand? So yeah. in essence, him playing for the, the country... It, it, it can it, it can change it can stop wars like that yeah you know it, it, it can that's how impactful football is it, it can happen. but do you know what if it, the, if if there was a, if there was an incident if there something. was a civil war in Algeria if there was a civil war in and, Senegal and, he speaks. and Zidane spoke or Patrick Vieira spoke I'm not I'm not Vieira's got no credibility in of course he does he's the, <laughs> I don't know but for someone like of course he does. But, um, to um, say um, Vieira, um, has, that's crazy. His credibility is not as uh, as it is with Drogba. Kind of it's not the same. It's not the same, but I think I, he has, especially with some of the stuff that he's it's doing. Nowhere near. Yeah, it's, it's, I, not, it's not the same. Like, what I'm trying to say, Drogba, what, he, what he's done yeah. in, 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 in stopping a, a civil war mm-hmm. is not an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and Vieira speaking in Senegal is not the same way as Drogba speaking. But I'm in, saying like, that, I'm hypothetically speaking, I'm saying if Vieira tried to step in, it won't be as natural. Because you know they look at you. You're in, you're in Europe. What do you know about? Mm. They don't look at you. Jogba's still in Europe. Don't. In essence, Jogba, Jogba moved to Paris when he was how old? But Jogba, he's he, he comes to Africa though. Like he's, he's yeah, African, no, yeah. I'm sensitive really, differently. I'm, like, I'm, 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 I understand you know? where he comes from. So in the essence of Jogba speaking and someone else who's uh, Rufus Zahab, if we went for England speaking, mm. it's completely whole different contents. Yeah, mm. you know, it's a whole different content. It's a, it's a much more bigger impact on. Mm. When you're prideful enough to represent the, the country, country that you're from, yeah. then representing France, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm English, you know. No, that's, a that's a good so argument. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's self-hate. In that essence, I'm saying there is also a thing where Africans we unconsciously look at down on ourselves in a, in regards to how the media portrays it, in regards to racism and so forth, and whether and we do it to ourselves anyway. Abamyang or anyone else, he could have picked France. Abamyang, mm-hmm. whenever True. they picked Gabon, but a lot of players. If they chose, you know, the best players in the world, if they chose to play for Africa, like the African countries, I think a lot of things would be, to stop a lot of things would be more impactful than I think, how they represent things. I think, I think, and I think, well, you're right. In Africa, sport is like huge. We mentioned what drug was done with the war. Yeah. But I also think that, um, yeah, that would just be like, a, 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 it'll play its part, but it won't be the answer to everything. Like, 
a lot of things need to it's be put in order. Yeah, regarding <laughs> that, but obviously, it's still loads of things happen where sure. government and things don't put things in place for people to yeah. think, okay, I can, you know, have a life in Africa and finish it there. Do you know what I mean? Without going to what people well, may see as a land in Nigeria. He's got a fantastic life in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. like, he's obviously he came to Europe and stuff like that. We've yeah. seen other players like Diouf and, um, yeah. um, well, I think Colotori may want to go down that route later on, but, you know, going, getting into. Um, um, what's it governance and things like yeah. that in their home country Kanu's doing a fantastic yeah, job Kanu, in yeah. exactly. so, he's well represented in Nigeria as well so you, you, so you, you, you can still have that career if I was talking about I think you're more likely to have that career if you represent the African country than you know in a, on a long term basis which career like it, as a, it depends who you're, if you're speaking as a human being maybe if you're speaking as a footballer probably not but guys yeah that's a good, good. sadly on that note <laughs> exactly we could have been spoken about this for ages but anyway it's been good. Hope you guys enjoyed this um, first podcast of uh, 2019. Again, if you have any comments and things like that, as we mentioned at the beginning, um, get in contact with us, social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and what's the other one? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, use hashtag ASU. Yeah, please just feedback, please. Feedback, please, or just comment, you know, at one of us and let us know your thoughts. But yeah, guys, thanks for your time. Again, subscribe to the podcast and newsletters and keep your eyes peeled for our event coming up on March the 7th. But take care, guys, and happy until new next year, time. Guys. Happy New Year.